What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com, back with another episode of the North American Weed Tour podcast. We're looking at the best in legal cannabis <clears throat> across the country and beyond. And the best isn't just products. We're talking about tech, ancillary, you know, technology, all of the above. I got a special guest, guest today, Dan Mondello of Rank Really High. Come, lives in the Massachusetts market, but obviously works in the, in the tech, the marketing sector. So working with businesses all across the map. How are you doing today, Dan? Mitch, long time listener, first time caller. Hey, man. Hey, hey, happy to have you on here. I know we've nerded out on LinkedIn and a couple Zoom calls uh, uh, previously, just talking about, you know, the internet, the industry, uh, leveraging technology, man. So I'm really excited to get into some of that. But first, every episode, I kick off with my guest origin story around the plant, the plant being cannabis to just help break the stigma and just normalize like our journey into this plant of how we now all, you know, whether we work directly touching it or in support of touching it, cannabis is the basis of what we do. So I'd love to just know your journey, uh, origin journey with cannabis, you know, whatever you feel vulnerable sharing, personal, professional, or both, man. No, I appreciate that. And that's good work you're doing there as well. Let's end a couple stigmas if we could right now. Uh, so I was diagnosed at a very young age with ADHD and Back in the early 90s, that was like a death sentence for parents. So it's, it's changed a lot, but, you know, it still isn't great. And there's a lot of stigma around that as well. Um, you know, I was one of those first wave of kids in the 90s who got overprescribed Ritalin, overprescribed Adderall, and, you know, everything under the sun between those two products. And it was terrible. And it was awful. Uh, I became a recreational user of cannabis, you know, late, late middle school year, years. I'm not sure the exact date. I remember the exact time I was in the woods, some of my friends, but... Uh, you know, the exact year escapes me, became a medical user of cannabis uh, in college, though, because, you know, Adderall just made me a very unhappy person, very stressed out person, jittery person. You know, yeah, my, my grades were OK, but my, my my life was in turmoil because it's hard to, like, enjoy yourself when you're that on edge at all times. Hard to sleep, hard to eat. So I was using cannabis to kind of help myself knock conk myself out at night. And I ended up realizing, like, you know, not only is it great for that. It's also great for attention deficit as a, as a whole. I'm able to actually focus on it. You get the right sativa blend, and I'm able to really crank out some pretty solid work. And uh, been been off all of the pharmaceutical stuff for about four or five years now, and just use cannabis daily to help treat uh, my need for my desire to build and create. I I love that man, and like you know, obviously cannabis, you know, gets stereotyped in the creative community. It's an inspiring creative thing, but I like what you said of that, you know that you've realized through your experience that helped you with ADHD and like, um, because for me, right. Like a lot of people associate all oh, being a stoner with being a scatterbrain or forgetful where there, there is elements again, you know, the weed fog and getting a little high. But for me personally, I always love cannabis. I mean, for a multitude of things, but like I'm a late night worker. And when I sit at like spreadsheets or something that's just real monotonous and I'm about to have my face in a computer for like two hours and it's like kind of a singular task, weed just helps me like zone in and the time speed by and same thing like when i used to play a lot of basketball or work out i like i hate working out just because when i'm in there my mind is like you got this shit to do and i'm like man put these weights down i gotta get out of here weed would at least just help me like singularly focus on what i'm doing i might not be able to multitask very well but i can just do what i'm doing and kind of block out all the extra noise is that kind of similar to your experience with cannabis Oh yeah, very very much the same. And you know, actually, it was pretty funny. I actually found a strain that was des specifically designed here in Massachusetts to help with workouts. And I there's a cannabis workout uh, supplement now as well. And I mean, this is the world we live in. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, 
I use it for focus. I use it for enjoyment. I, I use it for all of the above. Awesome, man. I love that. So now, you know, now that we got your, your origin story around, around the plant, can you break down, you know, rank really high? I know you guys have been around, you know, I know your experience in marketing and SEO and, and automation predates rank really high. We'll get into that in a second, but I'm curious kind of the, the inspiration and, and the start with, with rank really high. Yeah, no, that's actually a, an interesting story. I was, I was actually running my first company out in Minneapolis, uh, I know the exact date that we started Rank Really High. Or the, the first date that I that I was thinking about Rank Really High. It was uh, November 18, 2018. I was living in Minnesota, Minneapolis area. And uh, I was watching on Facebook as all my friends were posting selfies of themselves outside of the first recreational cannabis dispensaries to open in Massachusetts. And I was like, that is so effing cool. Can't wait to go home for Christmas or break or whatever. Go get some weed legally and, and have a good time. And then I was like, you know, I should look at one of these websites, what these websites are all about. And I went and looked at those websites. I was like, oh, that's a shame. That's that's just too bad. And uh, I knew I wanted to get into the game at, at, at some point and I actually ended up registering the domain rank really high that day, November 18, 2018. Didn't touch it for two years after that, but kept thinking about it. It kept calling to me, Dan, do something about this. We got to work on this at some point with my partners. So, so we were thinking. And before that, right, like I know from our personal conversations, you had experience doing marketing in the auto industry, That's which, correct. you know, for people out there who are unfamiliar, I'd say, you know, the auto industry is one of the, a very unique industry when it comes to marketing, because such a high emphasis goes in it, but it's one of those industries where people market everywhere in all sorts of forms, but the digital component is very much streamlined and systematized. And at a fairly decent scale, you know, like I did a lot in real estate and real estate is obviously a lot goes into marketing there. But I dare say that the auto industry is a little bit more systematized and like they have like scale and understanding down a little bit more. I think it's maybe I don't know if it's the, the life cycles of leads or what, but but I'm just kind of curious, like a little bit of your experience in the auto industry and how that translated over to, to legal cannabis. Oh, it's amazing. The parallels between these two industries are unbelievable, unparalleled. Um, I'll tell you, you know, stuff that we're talking about now, like AI bud tenders and chat and, and outbound calling and CRM and loyalty and retention, that is all stuff that we were talking about in automotive back in 2010, 2011, 2012. We still never, I don't think auto's ever mastered it. I'm not sure that anyone will ever master that stuff, but some of the things I'm seeing really trending in cannabis were things that we were start, starting to learn about about 10 years in automotive, which was really cool. Uh, yeah, also there's a lot of challenges in automotive. I mean, cannabis is interesting. We have the CCC and, and regulatory bodies and, and, and advertising components and what you can and can't do. There's a lot of a lot of craziness there. In the automotive industry, there's another layer of that uh, where you actually have an OEM, original equipment manufacturer, like a Ford or a GMC or a Chevy or a Toyota. Not only do you have to like abide by all the legal and uh, all the local rules and regulations, there's also dealer rules, there's dealer bylaws, and there's OEM rules so that there's a certain level or standard that every single dealership is held to. I think that that was, at the time, I found that very frustrating in automotive. Uh, but I think cannabis would benefit from some of that uh, quality assurance that, that could be done in this industry and from a marketing perspective, um, pros and cons to both of these approaches though. Yeah. Yeah. Re regulations can help us. They can hinder us. That's for sure. Some, sometimes it's needed for a little bit more. Um, you know, what, what are the most unique things uh, about, you know, about your business and why when we first connected, what, what excited me most, right? Like there's so much conversation 
in the space when it comes to e-commerce over who's the best. I've had a couple of different guests on here. I have friends that run different companies. I literally have respect for anyone in the space. So it's never trying to big up any over the others or disrespecting the others. But obviously we know the two big, the, the two big guns when it comes to e-commerce are, are, are Dutchie and Jane, right? Like they're, mm -hmm. they're the unanimous, the most funded, most well-known, most used platforms out there. And there's a lot of, there are some, you know, so there's some pros and cons of everything, right? And there's a couple things that people have been critical of, like missing features and stuff. And other people have offered different services that that work in tandem with that. And what I love most about what you do is instead of being like, I'm a competitor down with the Kings, I've got something else. You you build a, a platform that works in a couple of different ways, but it works in tandem with these two big, the two big guns and kind of unleashes another level of features and access, you know, not only for the consumers leveraging those platforms, but on the back end for those businesses. So I'm kind of curious your perspective of when you started, what was the point of like saying, instead of saying, Hey, I'm going to build a competitor, rather I'm going to build something that kind of works with and empowers the, you know, the, the status quo, if you will. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And uh, it, it, it comes back to my automotive roots or my, my team's automotive roots. I mean, in automotive, there's a couple different web platforms, dealer.com, dealer on, dealer inspire, uh, several platforms out there that all uh, process inventory from a handful of inventory providers, which are like the automotive industry's version of a POS system where your inventory is housed. You can hook a Reynolds and Reynolds POS or DMS to a dealer.com website indiscriminately. You can attach an ADP inventory feed to a dealer.com website. When we saw the similarities in, in the data feeds that come out of some of these POS and e-commerce systems, we knew there was an opportunity to build a platform around that and allow the actual dispensary itself to really have a platform to build upon. I mean, right now we're building websites, we're building e-commerce sites. Ultimately, what we what Rank Really High wants to be is is the paint and the paintbrush and the canvas. We don't want to be the artist long term. We feel like the best way for dispensaries to create competitive advantages is to yeah, gr grab great tools like Jane and Dutchie and then put them into a website the right way that can really fully immerse their customers in an e-commerce experience similar to what they're delivered on uh, a walmart.com or a costco.com, a familiar uh, retail experience. So that's really what we set out to do. And we did it in the most automotive way possible, which is just to build a website that would receive inventory from either or. And, you know, we're also going to look to see what other companies would want to integrate with us down the road as well. And what are what are in your opinion some of the, the those pros? What are some of the benefits? Like obviously the two big companies, people go to them for a reason. You know, um, I think you know from a from a unbiased third party opinion, I think both of them have built very great. You know, in terms of the look and feel from a user experience, right? It's it's really a great experience, right? So I'm just kind of curious from your 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 perspective, not just in this industry, but even surpassing this industry, what's the benefit of working with one of these bigger, more established platforms from, from the operator standpoint? Oh, there are numerous, there's numerous, numerous reasons to do it. I mean, for the first part, the integrations, you know, not only are they able to integrate with companies like mine, they're able to integrate with Spring Bigs and Alpine IQ and Quavio, HubSpot, there's a ton of integrations that have already been done there. And that's before you even consider the number of POS systems that they've already taken all of the guesswork out of, seamless integrations there. So Jane and Dutchie are able to ha have this really unique opportunity to sit between the, I know I know that Dutchie owns so, uh, POS now, but they have the ability to sit in between all these companies and create this really awesome ecosystem that does not require a ton of integration outside of their platform. That was one major component of it. 
The other major component is I think they've both nailed compliance. I mean, with this evolving regulatory body that we live in today, you cannot afford to build this one and done website that, that may not be compliant tomorrow. The, the, the amount of cost that goes into, into developing something like that, that's always compliant state by state, region by region, that's considerable. And they've taken all of that guesswork out of it. In addition to that, they also have opened up a huge plug-in body of all their, of all the different integrations they have, some of which I've already named. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously, you know, there's a clear benefit of working with some of the biggest and most established, right? Like the benefit is you likely have the biggest and most established infrastructure system, customer service. Some people may have opinions otherwise. I mean, that's, there's always varying opinions, but that's generally, I think happens in any space. And so again, you know, what, what attracted me most to rank really high is building off that and filling some of those gaps. Right. And like one of the, one of the, the feedbacks, right. If, of working with, you know, you know, and I know they don't just tr offer iframe, there are other options, right? But one of the drawbacks of iframe is sacrificing SEO aspects, right? And ranking for certain keywords of going up to the, the master holder of the iframe and not necessarily the individual sites. Um, I know there's some services out there that offer that. We had, you know, Dispense on here the other day. Jeremy's obviously a big, big proponent. I always nerd out with him. Yeah, on, on, on that conversation. And, and so like, that's something I see. And I know you see it too, like product specific SEO, I think is absolutely important. You know, I, I've invested a lot of my money and time into building towards that, not to sell people products, just because I want the consumer that's searching that I want yep. that individual reading my content in general. So I think anyone that actually is selling said product or brand is absolutely is even more incentivized than I am to, to put time into that. And so a lot of people don't because you know, A, it's difficult to regularly build content on your website. You know, even if you have an in-house marketing person, they're building graphics, they're updating sales, they're working in the background of POS systems for discounts. They're, you know, there's a lot that that person has to do. Building out regular, consistent web content is, is difficult. Not a lot of organizations do that. One of the things that you guys do is like, automate that experience on steroids so i'm curious if you can give me you know a little bit of like how, how that works and when you plug in how many you know keywords you guys can make live kind of rather quickly yeah no i think that you're 100 right that product seo brand seo is incredibly important to the dispensary but not just to the dispensary to all the brands that are wholesaling through the dispensary I think that brands should really be working to engage with dispensaries on a very specific level of marketing to make sure that their brand is represented well on the dispensary's website. I mean, ultimately, brands are are at the are, are at the mercy of a dispensary doing a really good job presenting their brand. So yeah, product and brand SEO is important to not just the dispensary, but also the brand as well as the consumer. I mean, the consumers have specific needs they want to have met. And if the content is just missing or not there or misrepresented. It's a huge, it's a horrible experience for all three of those different parties. Um, what rank really high does specifically for SEO in the product sense is we make it available, whether it be through a Jane or a Dutchie, we make it available to the website at large. We publish the entire contents of the uh, e-commerce uh, website, uh, the e-commerce experience to the website in a way that Google can see and appreciate. And then it becomes editable. So, you know, if there's a lot of dispensaries need to take a, a closer look at how they're managing their inventory, how they're describing their inventory. I know you know this, you do this, you do, you've done this extremely well for a long time. It's an important factor. And, um, you know, we don't necessarily do all the product SEO. We make that all available. So it's all native to the website. But what we really think is the next generation of this, what the next step is, is getting the cannabis dispensary more involved in writing more detailed and in, 
uh, descriptions of their products that actually explain what the benefits of this product are, differentiate it from other products in the market so that it will attract more customers. And, you know, Mitch, it goes right back to my automotive experience. I was a, I was a director of marketing at a 12-store auto group in Massachusetts. And um, third parties in that space, like Autotrader, Cars.com, CarGurus, used to come into my office constantly they'd show up without you know any phone call which was kind of annoying but they'd come to my office and they would stress the importance of getting the dealerships on board writing descriptions of these vehicles particularly the used car vehicles because they're so unique in an industry where you know the guy across the street might be selling the same exact contents in their menu it's the one who actually takes the time and perfects that mm. content on an individual basis that is going to win long-term customer respect and long-term customer dollars. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like if you have a specific brand, like if there's a specific product, you know, X brand blue dream Terp sticks pre-roll is the name of it, right? Like right. someone might, you, someone might take the menu and not use all of those aspects, right? There's multiple keywords in that product name that all have value. And if you, uh, you have the right content and put the right keywords on the right page, right? There's uh, some other factors that go into it, but that's kind of the starting point to start ranking. And you're right, absolutely right. Some people don't put all that information into their POS system. So it doesn't translate to the menu and it doesn't translate into onto their website. And the person that really takes the time and then adds in, okay, here's what the, the menu pulled. And then here's the manual I'm going to go in there and edit and add a, add a little bit more description and keywords. And then maybe I can upload a unique photo. So now I'm also ranking on, on Google images, right? Which is a yep. whole nother aspect of, of, of ranking. And I think as someone who writes content, who is constantly looking at, dang, like, can I find a picture of this product or what, what type of genetic lineage can I find, right? When we started doing this in 2016, it was just Leafly and Seedfinder. That was, mm -hmm. you know, Weedmaps was more at the time, just dispensaries and not even really diving into products and maybe a little bit brands at that point. Um, not even honestly at that point, but I think it was more just Leafly and Seedfinder. Now we see, you know, now Weedmaps is ranking, now uh, Jane, now Dutchy, and, and all these intermedi intermediary menu platforms are now ranking for strains and products specifically. But we we write for for clients that are able to outrank them, right? Because it is kind of just the generic, the cookie cutter, whatever the brand entered, which, you know, you're lucky to get like three sentences of copy out, you know, at most, right? Like sometimes it's just one and it's really just the name of the product and like one gram or something at the end of it, right? Um, but there's definitely that value in, in building out that content and and soaking up, you know, the person that's searching for that content is most likely looking to purchase. You know what I mean? It's that, that intent is high. There's not a lot of tire kickers, to use another automotive term. There's not a lot of tire kickers in cannabis. Typically, they're not coming to your website as a dispensary to research a product. They're there to like find out if that's the product they want to buy that day, and then they come in and buy it. So not a lot of tire kickers here. And, you know, just to, to backtrack a second, um, you know, even though the SEO benefits are much easier to realize when you're using native e-commerce or split DNS solution, there's a couple out there. Um it still makes sense, even if you are using an iframe, to write a really good product description because ultimately you want to convey what the product stands for, what the product is, so that the person who's considering buying it that day has a better idea of what they're getting themselves into. So there's importance in the content side, regardless of what endpoint solution you're using to display your menu. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, it's just capturing. You know, we're, you know, as a business, you're looking to capture. I always tell people like. 
that don't understand SEO or like, I think most people know the term and know that it's important, but a lot of people stop right there and they're just immediately like, you know, like all, even the simple tech, tech jargon to us, you know what I mean? Landing page, search query. They're like, yo, I don't stop. I don't want to hear anything. I know it's important. I know it costs money. I know that it's valuable, but I always tell people it's like, you know, it's being intentional, right? You're same thing with, with, with branding and marketing, like whether you put money or, consciously put effort into your your marketing like your branding it is there the you know when you see something out there whether it's a website a logo a product on the shelf it is branded it is communicating communicating something to that person that views it marketing is just being the attempt to be intentional with the communication back and forth and i feel like seo is you know you have a website you're ranking for things you're putting content out there you are a, a vessel to be found on google being to doing SEO is just really being intentional about who is searching for like, who do I want to reach? What are they searching to find my products? I'm going to be intentional to be the result that they find. What's, what's kind of your, your basic approach to get people to start like understanding kind of that one-on-one -on -one layer of SEO, not just, they know that they need it, but what's the, what's, what's your kind of easy break in to be like, okay, this is how we start harnessing it. This is how you kind of unlock it a little bit. That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of content being published out there today about product SEO, brand SEO. There's a lot of people talking about dispensary near me, local SEO. The way I look at it is I do a, a ton of research before I approach any SEO project to see like what the keyword, because it's not just about ranking. Everyone wants to rank for dispensary. Everyone wants to rank for cannabis. And that's a, that's a very challenging thing to rank for just that one keyword term. So my approach to it holistically is to look at that particular market I'm trying to break into and see where the opportunities are missed. You know, oftentimes if you're opening a dispensary today, you're going to have to play the catch up game. You're going to have to climb the ladder because someone else has already staked claim with their SEO there and they are now ranking for terms. So what my approach has always been is to use a tool like ad preview and diagnosis and Google AdWords and type in a couple terms that I think that I know and for will generate a lot of volume, whether it's weed dispensary, cannabis dispensary, whatever it is, figure out where the gaps are in my, in my opponent's strategy or my, or their, or my client's competitor's strategy and try to fill in those gaps. That's, that's phase one is trying to figure out how to get them visible most quickly. The second phase to this, and this is really what rank really high specializes in is wherever we try to land them on, let's not just land them on a place where then they have to go and click to the menu. Let's land them in a place where they are completely immersed with the menu, whether it's a dispensary near me type term, a specific, or maybe they're trying to look for a cannabis products and it will help them with sleep. I don't want, just want to land them on content. I want to land them on great content that also has products specific to what they're looking for on it. And that's really what I think Rank Really High has figured out a, a real niche. But either way, that's, that's the approach no matter what I would recommend to any dispensaries. Figure out what your competitors aren't doing and do that better than them. Yeah, and that's that's game, man. Someone someone who ever read that didn't know, man. Take take notes, put it into put it into practice. And that and that and, you know that's another thing. When when you gave me the tour of of rank really high and the plugin and the ability to use short code on WordPress, like you were showing me landing pages and blog posts, right? The content that I already create that I plead with clients to create. Some clients pay me to create, right? That your your tool unlocks this whole. When I saw it, right, you were like, oh, you're gonna get this. And as soon as you started showing me, I was like, oh my god, this is beautiful. Because not only now can you have a menu on a site and create content for the site, you're like what you're saying. I've seen it in action, so it's it's living up to what you're what you're preaching. But it really bridges those two, which is so important because you want to capture what people are searching. 
but you and you want to educate them, help them down the funnel. But also, obviously, at the end of the day, you want to make it as simple as possible. If someone, I read it, I'm cons I'm already considering, or now I'm considering because of this content. You want them to be able to buy right there. And I love like you showed me the carousel, like the sleep products. I think that was one of the examples. So you took took the menu, everything flagged for the keyword of of sleep or CBN. There was a couple of different keywords I think you put in there. It populated, and you were able to populate a whole landing page just for sleep products. And then whether it's someone that has someone like myself and my team or my team's in there, then you can start building out a whole page about the benefits of sleep, how CBN works, melatonin works, you know, and give people the informative choices of all these different product options and then let them see the actual products that the dispensary has and obviously convert on it right there. And I think that is just like so important. And you know, whoever, whoever, you know, whatever client you have first that really dumps in significant funding into uh, content leveraging your platform, like significant, significant, they're going to, uh, <laughs> to grab quite a bit of market share. <laughs> they're going to outrank any, any dispensary that's not making that effort. And they're going to outrank them in a way that converts. Uh, that's yeah. just, the, that's just how it is. I mean, yeah. And it's interesting. You brought the effect stuff up because what, we actually didn't know this before. So we actually implemented a site-wide search into our website. So customers could easily access the different products that they wanted to find. It would be a little bit easier for them right from the homepage and whatnot. What we found is that like, I don't know the exact percentage. I'm going to lie right here. A lot of the people who come to, to a dispensary website that we're working with, they're not just typing in a specific product or a specific brand. They do. I mean, that by and large is what they're doing, but a lot. And some of the top terms we're seeing are terms that are effects, sleep, calm, relaxation. So we're rapidly trying to build a, a strategy around our menu technology to support this. And, um, you know, this is an area that is going to be so important to dispensaries as well as brands. It's it's how to attract FTUs and expand the palette of LTUs. FTUs are first time users. They weren't they're not smoking weed because they're probably not they're probably health conscious and don't want to smoke something. So you have to find a way to attract those customers because that's going to be the way you build your business is by bringing in new users or new customers. LTUs traditionally flower smokers or vapes or pre rolls, maybe some edibles. You have to figure out ways to expand their palate as well. Get them into topicals, get them into tinctures, beverages. I mean, it cannot be just selling them the same products over and over. You have to expand their horizons. This is an area of the business that my team and I are just infatuated with and trying everything in our power to understand quicker than everyone else. And just for me, like as a marketer, right, that runs like I run SMS for a couple companies, right? And one of the things with SMS is a lot of people just send a link, you know, the short link in their in their text blast to a menu, right? Like here, check out our, our menu. And one of the things I think with your guys' tool, right, is you could target people in your program, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Spring Big, Alpine, Happy Cabbage. Find your users that are using the products for based on effects or based on a specific category. And then you can have, if you have those pillar pieces of content, everything you need to know about tinctures or sleep or, you know, your your energy. Maybe there's flour, dabs, vapes, and, you know, what, whatever, your workout thing includes topicals. Whatever you can bucket your content to be these product guides, you can actually use that in your SMS and target the people who buy those products. So not only are you sending them here specials, here's something that you can click and buy, but it's also something that you can learn about because that's something that we noticed through running SMS for some strategies, some of the big brands, we build what we call brand guides on our dispensary websites. It's like, here's everything you need to know about 
the Jungle Boys and all their product offerings and why they're so good, right? And then when we run a text blast, when Jungle Boys or whoever, you know, whatever brand has a BOGO special or whatever special, and you include that educational piece of content, I mean, significant click through. I mean, even we'll, we'll get great conversions on the text blast, but it's impressive to see how many people click through and are in, in you know, engaging with that but you already have that data of these people like these products let's teach them more about it and then using your guys's plugin let's teach them more about it and they can convert as they oh i like that oh i want to try that i can throw it in my car right there exactly and, you know it also opens up opportunities to show them other related products once you start understanding why they're there why they're trying to use cannabis there's other ways to expand that palette expand that horizon as well i think you're tapping into that at 100 the right way and I actually, I meant to bring that up as well, because that was another, again, another, another, I know I said that a few times, another thing that impressed me of uh, what you guys did was with the automated menu, you guys still keep the page up, but it'll show out of stock and suggest other products. And some, some of my clients have gone ahead, not through us, but have gone ahead, built the whole native e-commerce platform, and then they'll rank for those search terms and you click. And if it's out of stock, it says like empty or no products available. So not only is it like, that's not a quality piece of content, it's likely not going to rank very high for very long it's a terrible user experience right i searched this product i came here you don't have it i'm not that person of that if you follow that consumer journey i'm immediately hitting backspace and seeing the other results to see what's there i'm not going to go to your menu and then be like well that product was a topical for this let me see you know consumers aren't doing that with what you guys have oh i go there it's not in stock you're recommending other products and the, exactly. the value with that is even like Washington State, for example, Steezy's launched up here twice and failed. I, I don't want to throw them under the bus or highlight that. Not a lot of people know that, but they've launched in Washington two separate times and backtracked out of the market. Yet running dispensary websites, Steezy Pods near me, Steezy near me is one of the few branded search terms that commands Google My Business and website traffic, but they're no longer in this state. And so we've made for our clients we'll make a steezy pods near me or steezy Pods Seattle page. And then the whole thing is about them. And then saying, well, they're no longer here, but try these products. We do it manually. You could take the value of that same thing and just integrate it to the consumer process. So like, again, when I, when I see your, 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 your tool, it's like, I see some of the stuff that I'm doing the long way and you guys are just automating this shit right down the middle, man. We're actually, it's funny you bring that up. We're working on, we're, we're always trying to refine that to make it even better, to make the product recommendations when we are out of stock even better. The other thing we're working on is a frequency report. I want to be able to show a dispensary that a product that they did have in stock that is no longer in stock is getting X incremental page views. That's an indication that maybe you should go and buy more of that product or products similar to it. You know, having native e-commerce is a great way to determine what the market is looking for as well. It's really hard to do that in bulk when, when you're not using a native technology. When you have the analytics that you can get with native technology, you can understand what they're looking for when they get to your website and then what they actually end up buying once they're on your website as well, which I think is incredibly important and often not there because of disconnects in, in the technologies that we have available to us in this industry. You need to be able to fish where the fish are and you'll catch more fish that's how i've always looked at this opportunity absolutely i mean that that traffic of understanding what people came what they landed on and then what they did after that right did they convert did they bounce did they look at similar products what are those similar products and then like you said use this pattern start to see somebody came here for this product and wow 
15% of them all went and considered this brand, right? And so definitely unlocks those 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 um, components. And, and and I think not enough people put, you know, people are starting now to talk more about the in-store merchandising. Not a lot of people are talking about the digital and the online merchandising, even understanding most of the people in the store probably view their website before they come in. So what where's what's your stance and 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 thought process on like digital merchandising? And I mean obviously that's a lot of what this does, whether it's the keyword you guys, you know, tote that, that rank really high does, I think it's definitely a component that you guys play in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's it's an interesting it's an interesting challenge that we have. I mean, this is really how I view it. I mean it's gonna sound so rudimentary, but I'm just gonna go for it. In most markets, I know Florida is different and a few others are different where you can only sell the products that you cultivate, manufacture, and distribute. And distribute. Most states, at least the ones that we're most familiar with, you're selling someone else's brand. You're selling someone else's product. Cannabis in most states is the age-old conundrum, CVS versus Walgreens. Which one do you choose? They're across the street from one another. They both have red lettering on their sign. They have bricks on the outside of their building. The people inside wear red vests with white name tags and they sell crust toothpaste for $9.99. Which one do you go to? The one that I go to typically is the one that has less crap in the aisles and is more clean, but that's just my personal preference in store. I guess what I'm saying is it's it, it should be consistently convenient throughout the entire interaction with your brand. Whether it's digital or in store, it should be a consistent experience. There are so many dispensaries I've ventured to where they have this great website and this really lousy in-store experience. I, I, I'm not going to point any fingers or say any names, but I, I scoured the earth, man. I think I told you this story too. I scoured Massachusetts for this rosin dipped sweet uh, pre-roll that they were, that they were making in Massachusetts. I could not find it anywhere. So then when I finally tracked it down and, and drove an hour to go and buy this product, I was there. I had like $500 cash just sitting in my wallet. I was ready to buy everything. I had a zillion questions. I wanted to know everything under the sun about the products that this brand sold. And they stuffed me in front of a kiosk. I purposely did not buy stuff online because I wanted to ask questions. They put me in front of a kiosk and did not give me the opportunity to ask questions. So I left there with the two with the two blunts I came out there to buy and, and uh, another $400 in my pocket that could have been put into that dispensary's register that day if they just answered questions. And, you know, so it's, it's in-store experience, website experience. They should be a consistently good and convenient experience. That's just, that's just how I look at it. Facts, facts. No, and that, the consistency is important, man. You know, a lot of people didn't even consider digital until COVID. So, you know, if, if those people are still hurting because they did it out of necessity and not necessarily refining to make sure, you know, putting the right effort into it. Um, another thing that I know that you're working with is, is being able to run, you know, advertising, helping run advertising through the through the plug in for some of these cannabis companies. What, what's what's your opinions on on online advertising uh, uh, for cannabis? It's frustrating, man. You know, honestly, pharmaceutical companies seem to have no problem running ads for dangerous substances that they've got most of the population hooked on. I know that recently, uh, um, for actually for about two years now, Google has been testing, uh, allowing alcohol companies to um, publish ads on their network. There's a couple companies, including Rank Really High, that have figured out some, some ways to get cannabis brands and cannabis dispensaries up on Google. But the truck, the, the challenge is still there. It's still a hard, it's much harder than it should be. It's ridiculous. It's gotten better. It's definitely gotten easier. But, you know, 
I think cannabis brands and cannabis dispensaries need to consider being on that channel, but at the same time, they need to understand the risks of being on that channel as well. So I would never try to like encourage a dispensary who's using an iframe or, or, you know, doesn't have a, a multifaceted approach to marketing to put all their eggs in the paid search basket, because at any point in time, Google or any other regulatory body could pull the rug from underneath you. So you really want to have a diversified strategy. Uh, one of the things that we've been finding that we've been working on, again, comes from the automotive industry where it's not uncommon to take the entire contents of your of your automotive inventory and publish it through Google or Microsoft and have like every single car in stock be available. If someone Google something that you have in stock, show an ad for that product. We're doing that with Rank Really High right now. It's been a great way to connect dispensaries or customers to dispensaries who are looking for specific brands, which is one of the areas we're seeing more traffic and more traffic every single day coming from is people looking for a Fernway or people looking for a Stizzy. And, you know, if you don't, if in an industry where you don't have a lot of native menus, which means you don't have a lot of great product SEO, brand SEO, you can't supplement that just by doing paid search. You really need to do it all. So my recommend, we can definitely do it. I typically don't offer that service to dispensaries that are not willing to engage in a full suite content marketing strategy because you need to diversify because none of the stuff is guaranteed. And let's be honest, it's not even just the Google components that's not guaranteed. You know, in um in Alberta, right? Have you heard about what's going on in Alberta right now? Uh -uh. It's a it's a shit show. Pardon the language, but they are running the uh, the government's basically running around to dispensary to dispensary making them take all the product images off their websites all the references to cbd thc tac cannabinoids terpenes prices we have we're working with a dispensary in alberta that literally has a website that's like a picture of their dispensary and that's it at this point the wildness is just cra it's crazy like they they made it legal but now they're making it impossible to order online. It's like they're just—they're not creating anything better for the for the world at large. They're just making people who are already going to go buy that product anyways have to go through a lot more hoops to do so. Mm -hmm. um, but you can never account for some of the craziness in this or any other industry, but especially in this industry. So I, I don't know if I answered your question, Mitch. Like, well, but you know, I, the, my my overarching strategy is do not overinvest in any one area. Have a good mix, and that's what's going to keep you guys. That's what's going to keep you through the storm. And keep you and keep your your business profitable and happy throughout any challenge you may face. Awesome, no, and you answered it beautifully. You, you took the answer and then you took it a, a step further and provided a little bit more context and, and game out there for the people. Um, you know, on, on that, obviously, you said you're seeing the trend of like more brand specific SEO. What what are some other trends? Then you also said um, earlier the the effects based. You know, you're starting to notice that. What are some other trends that you're seeing just from looking at, you know, having so much data and consumer flow through websites? What are some of the trends that are popping out to you? You know, what's really interesting is some of the days of the week that are that outperform other days of the week. Obviously, weekends, Fridays are really big days, but it's some of the weird holidays that I'm seeing. You know, obviously, 420 is a monster day, but you know. The day before Thanksgiving was a huge one. I mean, I understand why it was. It's like a party. It's like everyone comes home from college and they're partying. They want to get some weed. I, I get it. It was unexpected, though. The, the ebbs and flows in this business were a little unexpected. So, you know, the way that we're going to approach that next year or even now is to have a marketing plan ahead of schedule for these holidays and these unsung holidays so that dispensaries can have bundles and specials ready to go this time, not reactive. So, 
I would, I would, I would say that what we're finding is days of the week is very interesting, but also planning ahead for specific holidays. It might even be an unorthodox ones. Halloween. I could not believe how much marijuana was sold through dispensary websites on how, I mean, again, I'm not surprised, but I'm a little bewildered. It's, it's yeah. just, it's interesting. It's in, again, we're back to the car dealership again, you know, in, in, in automotive, we figured out a way to make every, like we had this thing called truck month and truck months when you sold all your F one fifties, all your Chevy Silverados. And then the manufacturers got wise and they made truck month like every other month. Man, truck month is every day of every month of every year now because you build a, a lot of um, enthusiasm around something like, an, like a sales event. And you can guarantee a flux of customers every single time. So, you know, one of the things we're really working on is how to continue to keep that level of excitement. And, you know, with the wacky, waving, inflatable tube, I mean, car dealers have always figured out a way to make an unexciting thing like buying a car seem very exciting and fun <laughs> so i'd like to figure out ways to do that with cannabis as well i mean it shouldn't be hard because cannabis is, is a lot of fun to begin with true that true that awesome man well dan i i super appreciate you hopping on here today man for people out there that want more information rankreallyhigh.com this man has got a lit litany of game man i always enjoy talking to you I'm sure people out there that just have questions, you know, this is a great dude to hit up. Just ask about SEO. You know, obviously you consider buying into buying into the program, but you know, I always think just asking for questions and learning is a, is a great start. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug before I get you up out of here, man? No, man. I just want to thank you for your time today, man. Thank you for all the great work you're doing nationwide, industry wide. I think what you're doing is awesome, and and whatever I can do to support you, never be afraid to ask me for that. Likewise, man. Appreciate you, Dan. This is the North American Weed Tour. I'm with Dan Mondello of Rank Really High. We are looking at the best in legal cannabis across the map. I'm going to be visiting Dan in person in Massachusetts here in about two weeks. So if you're out in that market, say hi. We're going to be traveling to some other markets. What do we need to know? Please tap in and let us know. We'll see you guys next time.